Hi, Llamas. Welcome to a special month of Art Drama Llama episodes. In honor of April Fools, we'll be doing four special episodes over art world pranks led by our own Llama, Sandra. Without further ado, here's this week's episode. So with this fourth episode, we are concluding our special April Fool's series, but we'll be back in two months with season two, so we hope you'll still be with us then. In other news, we want to give a giant shout out and a big thank you to our two Patreons, CJ and Andy. Y'all some, some real baddies for supporting us, <laughs> and once we get big, we're taking you with us on our tours, so y'all better stay loyal until then. And yes, this is a threat. Massive claps to our two patrons. Snaps. Or as Manchi does, shredder noises. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't think you'd actually do it. Listen, it's pretty good. I've been working on it. All right. Did like we leave you traumatized last episode? You're like, yeah. I have to be better. Yeah. I always strive for perfection, you know? Yeah. You know, when Vartika says something and it also sticks with me <laughs> anyway let's get down to the episode it sounded ominous <laughs> well you are the entity like you've seen everything you know stuff we don't know it's true I guess. <laughs> yeah i'm sure this whole covid thing you're like ugh, my third plague this is nothing <laughs> the bubonic plague was so much worse yeah probably because oh no they did not have hygiene back then anyways so upon a special request by manji as a send-off to this month's episodes dedicated to pranks i will be covering the story behind the series of paintings of chase banks being burnt you excited manji i am so pumped for this topic because as somebody <clears throat> who works in financial institutions i love to see them being burned down Oh my gosh. Should you really be saying that on record? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I take back everything I just said. Yeah, the way you said it, I'm like, mm, that sounded kind of foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, she, what if your boss is listening to this? Uh, that's, uh, uh, forgive me, I, um, you know, I'm just uh, trying to contribute to the banter. She just it got means, too excited. I just got too excited. It means, no, no, no. I want to see our competitors burn down at you. I don't think that's better. <laughs> Man, okay, I'm going to just start the episode. Manchi, please be quiet. <laughs> don't, don't make this any worse for you. You might end up like this guy. You'll see what happens to him. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, so when I started doing the research for this story, I came into it with the mindset that this was like a recent thing, right? Because I saw it being posted on, a lot on like Tumblr or Twitter, but it turns out this actually happened in 2011. Yeah. Middle school years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Usually everything that we've talked about has happened when we were in high school, but this is a middle school. Throwback. Going back in time. <laughs> Those are some ugly years. Anyway, I also came into the mindset of learning what was the inspiration, the background, and the aftermath of what caused this artist to create such a, a interesting topic for a series of paintings, right? Yet instead, I came out learning about a man's journey with his hate towards banks. So uh, back to the time period that this took place, I was... Just, I just want to say that it's insane this happened 10 years ago. We were like 14, right? Yeah, 13, 14. 12, 13, 14. That range. Mm-hmm. We were baddies. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, we were fetuses. Stop. I look at pictures of myself. I'm like, why did nobody tell me to like not have that hairstyle? Anyway. Okay, so by the way, to our listeners, uh, so just so you all know, Vartika, our entity, while she wasn't on the socials, she will be happy to know that this artist had a blog powered by Blogspot, oh where God. he has a bunch of posts about his adventures over hating on banks. And this is relevant because Vartika here was on Blogspot. 
I was on Blogspot also ranting <laughs> about things. So I guess Blogspot was a thing back then. Just if you want to rant, create a blog on there and then rant away. And then archive it. <laughs> yeah, archive it because you got too embarrassed 10 years I'll later. <laughs> we'll bring it back. We're going to bring those archive blog posts back so we can know the true entity's feelings. <laughs> I'm scared. The angst of yeah, middle school, high school, Martika. Did didn't you have like a Dora haircut? I I guess you could call it a Dora haircut. I never thought of it that way. Okay. She had a Dora haircut minus the bangs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had bangs in like or very early elementary school, and then I've only had like layers or like side bangs. All right. I'm glad we look better than what we did 10 years ago <laughs> yeah anyways let's, yeah let's listen to this man's hatred toward banks yeah Manji, i should probably change remind his... you of yourself yeah i was gonna say i should change his name to manji <laughs> no 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 i'm scared i'm kind of like maybe i shouldn't have done this episode because the way you're talking about banks <laughs> i don't want to fuel whatever is going on in your head a nice pun Oh, oh, I didn't even, I wasn't even trying. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> now you are. All right, continue. Okay. So this legend's name is Alex Schaefer. He's a graduate of Pasadena's Art of Center College of Design, and he is from LA and usually paints portraits, cityscapes, and lush landscapes. So these, uh, these, uh, this series is a, is a quite a departure from his normal work. Yeah, it, Seem like after going through his like blog spot and kind of reading articles about him, it seems like one day he just like snapped. Mm. Or I guess not snap, but one day he was just like, mm, let me do this. Yeah, I get it. And then I guess he liked it, so he just kept at it for a minute. Yeah. yeah. All right. Makes sense. What else did he? Uh... Does it make sense? Yes. Of course, it would make sense to you. Arse. Okay. All right. Let's not dwell on this topic too long. Did what you just call you... her an arsonist? No, no, no. What yeah, I did. What, what else did you find on his blog? Okay. So after digging through his blog, I found what I think are the three blog posts that were the catalyst for this whole series. So in this series of posts, it starts out with this sketch where he has some people on a big beach chugging beer and the Chase logo on the bottom right corner. And it was originally published in August, 2009. Uh, and he writes, I don't know where this is. I don't know where this comes from, but I've been getting ideas and I'm trying to go with them. Uh, realize them without mental censoring. Here's a brainstorm of a bank ad, LOL. Mm, I feel like this is what's going through your head right now, Manchi. L-O-L indeed. I'm scared. Well. <laughs> you good there? I know you graduated like not that long ago. Me? Oh no, everything's peachy. Oh. As you don't sound peachy. No, no. Oh. Things, things are fine. Things are great. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I graduated in a year and I hope things are great. <laughs> and that I'm not... Long. I don't know. Oh, you I and be I are thinking? graduating, and we find out Manchi. Manchi has cooked up some trouble. Yeah. Watch her like be money laundering this whole time. No, you should like. You should use that money to like buy a, like buy a bunch of ads for us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if I if I do money laundering, the money will be for good use. You know. Okay, if you were. To get caught, would they like suspend the podcast because you like laundered money into it? Like, would we have to like be forced to cancel by a court of law? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they have the right to cancel any of the episodes. Like, force you to take it down. But I'm sure you guys would all be canceled from society. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I went to school for art, so I was already canceled. Anyway, 
So after this original post, he has two more posts related to this painting, one where he rants a bit about banks and the other where he talks about the process of painting it. But in these two uh, separate posts, he already has like the kind of the rendering of the painting. And then in that third post, it's like the final version of the painting. Okay, so now I'm going to uh, read to you the blog that started it all. Like the actual paintings of banks being on fire. So the date was July 24, 2011. And the blog post says, I was inspired to paint some plain air yesterday and to add another burning building to my series. So I set it in, so I set up in front of Chase Bank and Burbank and had at it. I got 90% of it done on location and then put the finishing touches on the fire at the Hive Gallery during the closing show. I photographed there, filmed a time lapse of the flames. I'm curious to see how that looks. And it was an oil on canvas, uh, 20 by 24. In that same post, he has a picture of the finished painting and another of his setup and the painting, like still being a work in progress. You know, this kind of this kind of reminds me of um, a lot of the impressionist artists who would just paint sketches on site and then mm-hmm. kind of finish them up after they're after they get back home. That's what it kind of reminds me of. But I'm sure it was not just the impressionists who did that. So. Well, from one my one painting class that I took, the teacher very much tried to encourage us to look at things instead of like a picture of a thing and then paint the picture. But I'm pretty, and this was online too, So, but I'm pretty sure she, she knew we weren't doing that. <laughs> Cheating the system, I see. I, I guess. It's so cool though that like people go out there and they just, I don't know, go stand at the lake and they just paint it live. I don't know. I find it so cool. Um, I'm I find not that it great at drawing, so I mm-hmm. have to look at a picture and then draw. So. I find it intimidating because you know the sunlight changes real fast. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, that was the thing about the impressionists. That's why they were so like, yeah, kind of like sketchy looking because they were like, oh, the light's changing. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yeah, I think uh, one of our high school art history teachers mentioned that whenever we were talking about um, Moan. Monet's Rouen Cathedral series because mm-hmm. um, he painted so many of them um, yeah at like the same location but they all look different because of where the light was um someone I follow on TikTok um it's this artist who's like really good and there was one where she just went out when it was snowing and she painted the whole thing within three four hours and she was like I had to rush because of the light and I don't know yeah, also, like, aren't the canvases, like, kind of small? Mm-hmm. That way mm-hmm. they can capture it all. Yeah, yeah. Th- these canvases seem big, though. Because um, the one you just talked about, you said it was, what, 20 by 24? Mm-hmm. That's in, oh, that's in inches. I guess it's not that bad. I don't know, I feel like that's still kind of big to paint really fast. <laughs> anyway, then on July 30th, 2011, Schaefer made another blog post that became the reason why we are covering him today. I started another burning bank painting today, this time the Chase Branch in Van Nuys. I got lots of thumbs up and likes from passerbys, but after an hour and a half, the cops showed up. They said someone called, thought I might be a terrorist. I was a peace, it was a peaceful encounter, and I think the cops felt a little silly writing me up. It's a long way from painting a visual metaphor for the banks to actual terrorism. They ran my ID through their computer. We chatted a bit and they let me go. I can't wait to start another one now. Ha ha ha. Who would have thought a plain air painting could become an episode of Cops? The piece needs a little more work, but I'm going to let it get good and dry and do more in the meantime. It was an oil on canvas, 22 by 28, so even bigger than the one before. Then on that same post, he has a series of pictures to go along with this post. Then on that same post, he has a series of pictures to go along with it. One of the finished painting, one of the setup and the work in progress, one of what I'm assuming is his ticket, and lastly, a picture of the cops talking to him. I can't believe like the cops let him take a picture of them. Like they're not posed or anything, but it, it seems like as he as like they're talking to him, he just like pulled out his camera and like, Take a picture of them. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm sure they can't say anything against it. You know. I also want to say I think this is also just like a remark on privilege. And oh, how- for sure. I was yeah. about to say it, but then I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, but- it would definitely be different if anybody else besides him was painting a painting of a bank on fire and the cops showed up. Like, I think it would have gone down very differently if it had been. Not a white man. Yeah. Yeah. In an article by the LA Times, this is what he says the cops told him. They told me that somebody called and say they felt threatened by my painting. They said that they had to find out my intention. They asked if I was a terrorist and was I going to follow through and do what I was painting. And he defended himself by telling them that the artwork was intended to be a visual metaphor for the havoc that banks practices have caused to the economy and then they filled out a report which might be uh, that paper that's in the like fourth picture uh, of the july 30th blog um, and then left them like they just went away he just he uploaded his uh, police records or whatever you call them on a public blog he's like look i got tattooed by the police <laughs> Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a badge of honor. Well, isn't this like the time before like things like Twitter really took off and people had like a bunch of blogs instead? They just like shared a bunch of personal information and pictures. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's kind of the start of social media. But yes, I think Mm -hmm. 2011, there were a lot of people who just blogged a lot about everything. Yeah. Now they tweet. Blog- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blog posts that like I don't know, sometimes I find they're all really old. I think at least five look years at them? or older. Huh? You still look at them? No, I'm going looking back to your roots. <laughs> I was gonna say if I was lo- if I'm looking up like information about something else and I find a blog post or blogs. You're on it. Or whatever. <laughs> You're like boom, home. <laughs> Home sweet home. Yeah, your virtual rock you live under. (laughs) Okay, so I thought that only people that were walking by just saw this like random weird painting by this random guy and called the cops. And that was that. But no, apparently the people that worked at the Chinese bank were made aware. And a bank spokesman by the name of Gary Kishner is quoted saying, hopefully this is uh, not what his actions are. It's kind of scary. So they were just hope, or not just hoping, but they were really hoping that this guy wasn't actually a psycho. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought. Like I said, guys. yeah, I just thought it was like you know just random people that like were passing by, and they're like, mm, this looks kind of sus. Maybe I should report it. But I guess at one point, like maybe one of them went inside the bank and was like, hey, cashier person. Or teller, if that's what they're called. Some, some the, that's basically what buy money for money or with money. <laughs> exactly. They're like uh, human ATMs. Uh, I, I guess somebody maybe at one point went inside and was like, hey, there's this weirdo just painting the bank burning. Y'all should like look into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question, if you saw him, would you report it to the people in Chase Bank? What would your reaction be? Are you asking me or both of us? Both of you guys. I would not care. Yeah, I'd be like- Look at it and then walk by. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't know what's going- I don't know, I don't think I would really register. I'd be like, oh, I saw that and then keep going about my day. Yeah, I think so too. I wouldn't see that and be like, oh, he's going to set the building on fire. I should tell the cops. Yeah, now if I saw like a crowd around him, I'd probably stop and like look at it better. Mm -hmm. And then maybe think about it some more and be like, oh, this is funny because there's like a crowd. Right. Instead of going like, oh my gosh, there's a crowd. Like (laughs) this is going to happen. And then, like, call the cops. <laughs> uh, it's like the raid on Area 51. 
but on yeah. this particular Chase Bank, everyone's going to be know. cornices. Yeah. I don't know if this is like, either we're just so desensitized that we're like, oh, whatever. Or that we're just like insanely busy people that we just don't register things. Because <laughs> if I, I were, like, why was I out? Like, I probably was not out on the stroll. I was probably getting something. So obviously my mind is on like my task, like my destination, not on what some rando's doing on the street. Also, I don't know, like, just because he's painting a building being on fire, I feel like the next step is not that he's going to set the building on fire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, At if one gonna, point, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, if you're painting it, then I think you have some sort of control over your capacity. Like, you have some... You like can, your impulses? Yeah, you can control your impulses to a degree, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he does say in one article, he's all like, why do you think that I would go and do this? Like, if I was really gonna like set a bank on fire, why would I do the painstaking task? Yeah, that's a painting. So a painting, a, like that's so time consuming. Yeah. And that was that. And I guess that was fair enough for the authorities. <laughs> Going back to um, if people would report it or not, I was thinking about how I don't know if you guys have had trainings about bystander intervention, but like essentially what it is, is that if there's something going on, like if someone's in trouble, if they're, I don't know, if they fainted on the street, a lot of people would not go up to that person and ask if they're okay. They would just look around, see if anyone else was doing something or not, or just continue walking by. And there's like several studies and there's a lot of videos you can look up of like this happening in experiments and stuff. And I, like, relating it to this, I was just, like, I feel like most people would not say anything. So that, like, one person just went to the police and was, like, yo, this man. Yeah. I feel like maybe, like, three people. Yeah, and it's always possible that the bank employees were, like, walking in and out of the Mm -hmm. parking uh, parking lot and spotted him. Yeah, I will say, instead of, like, calling the police, they might let the people inside the building know. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, I guess, not that great of me, but I didn't know what else to do. One time I was eating, like, at an Olive Garden, like, in Dallas. And I was just, like, walking back to my car, and this lady came up to me um, and was, like, asking me for, like, money. And she was pretty, like, disheveled-looking. And I was like, uh, no, I don't have anything. I don't have cash with me. And then I like went back inside and was like, hey, there's this lady outside, like asking for money. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay. So I feel like if anything, that's what would happen. Like Mm -hmm. more likely, like just letting the people inside the building know like, hey, there's some person out here. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I feel like in those cases, you just default to the, uh, to the employees because they it feels like they're in an institution and they have some more like power behind their words it's like if- going and telling on someone to the teacher instead yeah. of going straight to the principal <laughs> <laughs> that's so true yeah that's the perfect analogy i was thinking more of like how gossip spread like hey by the way like there's some rando out here which is like cops they're so brando out here fair enough that that also works well exactly after this blog post a few things happened to schaefer one he sold one of his chase bang paintings on ebay for twenty five thousand. shortly after that one sold he put a six by eight inch painting of a burning bank of america branch up for sale and it sold for three thousand six hundred dollars to a collector in britain and apparently the buyers of the paintings even invited Schaefer to go visit them at their European homes. And honestly, like, what the heck? First of all, like, honestly, why would you buy a painting like that? Like, what would you need it for? For like your bathroom, your living room? <laughs> like, I'm genuinely yeah, asking. Into a bathroom. Yeah, and you just like, see like... I feel like... You usually see like nice art or like flowers or something in a bathroom if even anything but like maybe it's like bank on fire because they're european and they have that type of money to like drop i'm assuming they're like 
fancy fancy and like rich so maybe it's like the bathroom dedicated to like explosive diarrhea <laughs> you know <laughs> so you see this painting of like an exp- like a building on fire to symbolize like your anus on fire oh my god i want to take the other route and say okay. i mean if it's a collector he might have just bought it because he thinks that this is going to blow up one day and it's going to appreciate in value but i was also going to say it feels very reminiscent of banksy because it's like all the because well we don't know yeah because we don't know who the bank who banksy is he could very well be somebody wealthy and it just feels like he's there like the rich people are trying to make a statement about you know financial institutions but they are part of the problem like financial institutions make money off of rich people so i was gonna say what if this dude was banksy but banksy was british right so he claims to be british we don't know watch it be like a dog or an alien exactly or manchi <laughs> Man, she has been Banksy all this time. In the no, ten years, you know what, Martika, you're the entity. You've lived the longest. You're Banksy. That would make the most sense out of the three of us. All right, me when you name. I feel like that's identity theft. I don't want Banksy coming. Real Banksy coming after me. <laughs> what are you talking about, real Banksy? Yeah, or is that something the real Banksy would say to throw Mm. us off? Yeah. Oh, she's double bluffing us. Yeah, exactly. She got tired of the hate. So she's like, let me start this like podcast about art history so I can finally like (laughs) receive some love. Yeah. I feel like we're just hate on myself during two episodes. (laughs) That's double bluffing. You know, you're you're Mm -hmm. fooling everybody. But I feel like we're just adding more titles to the end of Artika's name. Like when we tour in person, it'll just be like, welcome to the stage. Artika, the eternal entity, Banksy. And then all the other titles we'll add <laughs> through the different episodes. I feel like that's just what happens when you've lived I so long. I thought you were going to go back you know, to yeah. what's his face. Is- <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Your love, TJ? Yeah. Oh, he is mentioned. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. She claims she forgot. <laughs> I've tried to forget all these years. <laughs> anyway, uh, he does make an appearance. You have to wait and see, Tika. We're gonna exactly. keep talking about uh, these paintings that got sold, these paintings of burning banks that got sold. We? I didn't know well, you helped me with this script. No, I'm kidding. I apologize. Sandra I'm kidding. I'm kidding. To keep informing us. JK, what happened was that Manchi mind controlled me and got out or her bank frustrations and like ghost wrote this script through like my hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So is Manchi the entity then? She's, no. uh, we'll figure out something for her, but she's not the entity because she hasn't been as alive as you all these years <laughs> I feel dead right now so anyway why would you need a painting of this in your home in your office in a museum like what is the need for this I could see it on a shirt like a print of a like yeah I could see it as a shirt but anyway so they invited him over to their homes right and he, this is what he like had to say about this in that same LA Times article where he explains what happened with the cops. He says that if he does go to the home of the European buyers, he might paint some burning German and British banks. But first, he will research freedom of speech expression laws in both countries. Wait. Okay. All right. I was going to make a comment, but it's okay. Are you sure? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you ghost wrote this script. Yes, I did. It's just, uh, no, I was going to make a comment and I realized it might not actually be true. So I'm not going to make the comment. All right. I I love your restraint. Okay. He also said that in February, he was planning to show the paintings at a show called Disaster Capitalism over at Englewood's Beacon Arts Building. Because I totally know the geographical location of those places. 
but you know <laughs> putting that out there for like accuracy sakes inglewood is in california so i know it's in california but like we're specifically in california like if somebody was like vartika is gonna have a showing at the eamon carter okay like what does that so tell like, me? <laughs> I feel like we're doing reverse geoguesser, where we're, <laughs> Sandra's just like given a name and she has to find a place on the map versus. I think it's in Southern California. I've heard it be associated with Hollywood. So, like, I'm sure if we have California listeners, they'll know, oh, I got it. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what people would think when you said Eamon Carter, everyone in Texas. Or a lot of people in Texas. I Would think they? only the people in DFW. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. If even. I feel like. If even. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think the Eamon Carter is as well known as maybe the DMA. So. Yeah. Okay. So, Keep going. And, a, and kind of a throwback to our episodes on Banksy. Uh, another blog by the name of LA Taco commented. The irony is that now the only people who can afford to buy his work are the same people who looted the financial system in the first place, bankers. Actually, there's a second work available with a current bid at only $2,750. I think it's a bit of a stretch to assume that the only people who can afford it are bankers. Yeah. Just putting that out there for accuracy sakes. Okay. <laughs> like my Englewood description. I was like, for all you fact checkers out there, this is where the showing was. Do I have a geographical, like, do I know where this is? No, but I'm telling you where it is. Okay. Yes. All right. Appreciate the, yeah. I don't know what I was going to say. Yeah. When we're big, they'll be like, you got this wrong. I'll be like, link you to the article, bro. (laughs) I did half of my due diligence. Yeah. Always, uh, always have your sources cited. Yes, ma'am. I say, as all I do is like paste the links, not really like cite them. You look for them. (laughs) Okay. What happened next? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Man, she wants to get to the juicy part. Yeah. yeah, Little pyromaniac. Anyway. Oh, my God. She's she's like smiling too. Manchi, do you have something to share with us? Do you like want to burn something? I always want to burn something. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> she says with like the whitest eyes. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, I think it's an interesting topic. Um, All right, and I you also- hear that? Shut the fuck up, Artika. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What? Why am I you getting keep- called out? Because <laughs> you kept interrupting. No, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm sorry. JK, JK. Yes, continue, Angie. Wait, I didn't, I didn't have any further comments besides... It's an interesting topic. Yeah, and also it's just... I feel like burning stuff is so taboo, you know? I have fun Thanks. burning paper, okay? There's this... I don't know. When do you get to burn paper, ma'am? You live very at home. Very rarely. Very rarely. That's why it's fun. Then on the 23rd of August... And then burn paper... <laughs> Don't encourage her. All right. Uh, in a special episode, we should do a recording in like a, a like around a bonfire and have like the Ooh. background of the wood burning. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. if we ever get a seven dollar Patreon, we'll do a live stream like that. How about yeah, that? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, because I was building a fire when um, when we were camping, and it's just fun to feed the logs to the flame. You know, there's something kind of satisfying about keeping the fire. What if you're having like flashbacks to like one of your past lives when you were like a caveman? It could be. It could be. And you're just like, yeah. Ah, simplicity when taxes didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a pyromaniac. It's more like I appreciate a nice bonfire. I think that's what it is. I don't really want to see stuff getting destroyed, but I would like to feed a fire that is giving us warmth and life. All right. I'm glad we got life. to the. I'm glad we got to the root of your problem. Um, well, this free therapy trial was uh, in- Successful. invigorating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our next session will not be free. <laughs> this was a one-time consultation. Yeah. 
but I'm glad we like were able to pull through that uh, need to see fire. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So on the 23rd of August, two plainclothes detectives showed up to his house and asked, do you hate banks? Do you plan to do that to the bank? And he, gave, and he again defended himself by saying, the flames symbolize bringing the system down. Some might say that the banks are the terrorists. Huh? Yeah? Yeah. I think it's, it also goes to show you how scared I think the bank was. Uh, because I don't know, like if you just painted somebody's house on fire, I don't, and like repeatedly did that, like I don't think the cops would care that much to go. I feel like. I would say, I don't know, because the house is more personal versus like a public build, well, public-ish building. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the what I was thinking of is just like a bank has so much power because they're an institution that they would be able to get the cops to go to his house. Whereas if it was just like a random person calling, the cops are going to be like, it's like mm-hmm. one person, you know, like we don't care enough about this. Yeah. Indeed. But correct me if you're a cop. You know, maybe you do care more about the individual than the than, than a bank on the corner of the street. Or no cop listeners you know? on this podcast. <laughs> that we know of, yeah. Following all this, on September 17th, 2011, he made this blog post. I heard on the internet that today was a day of rage around the country, so I wanted to go out and make a painting. For some reason, the Los Angeles protest was to be at Overa Street, which is actually a lovely part of town. I thought painting the Los Angeles branch of the Federal Reserve Bank was more appropriate, but amazingly, I was the only person there engaged in any form of protest. So I felt a little let down by that. Today was like when I recently painted the Pasadena people were recognizing me and talking about the story, a new experience for me. At 4 p.m., Homeland Security pulled up and I went through the whole deal again, this time with federal agents. I found it hard to believe, but they said this or another building was threatened with fire tomorrow. So they asked for my ID. Another incident report was filled out and they took a photo of the painting. I'm glad they didn't mind me photographing them as well. Here's a poorly shot and poorly edited video by yours truly, but it gives you a good feel for painting on the street. Part day in the life, part lesson, part episode of Cops. Here's a shot of the painting. It's still work in progress, but a good start with an ugly subject. This painting that he mentioned in his blog post was an oil on canvas, 30 by 24. And as usual, he has a picture of his setup, uh, a work in, and with the work in progress, but this time with a cop in it taking a picture of his painting. And then there's also a video that's like five minutes of him talking about why he's there and also kind of just talking about his painting that he's working on his painting. But the story doesn't end there. In another blog post on July 24, 2012, all he does is post a video called Chalk Protest with Alex Schaefer. It was a three-minute documentary-style video of him encouraging people to protest and that he was going to do it with chalk because, according to him, it's a great form of civil disobedience. So all he does is draw the Chase logo outside of a Chase building. Then a worker there tells him he needs to leave if he doesn't have a permit. So he gets the cops called on him. And towards the end of the video, there's a black screen that says that he was arrested and charged with misdemeanor vandalism and bail set at $1,000. The video then ends with someone power washing the chalk drawing and him holding some chalk and saying, do this at the place they are committing the crime. It's Hi. honestly a pretty funny video. Like I watched it. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's why this is, I think, a pretty good episode to end our pranks. Because I don't know if this is an act or if this is his genuine thoughts. Because what he's saying is very, like, I want to say true and, like, personal, like, banks do scam people. Banks do have shady business practices. But the way, like, the way he, like, speaks, I'm like, are you about to laugh or are you just, like, filled with passion? 
that like this is just how you sound. Also, I just I really don't understand the purpose of the protest or like no no not the sorry I just really don't understand the um, the meaning behind his protest work right like or what is no let me rephrase that I don't understand the impact of his protest art because what is I don't understand like how is drawing the bank's logo on the sidewalk using chalk going to convey your point about the financial system like that that there's a disconnect there in my opinion also i don't know why he faced more charges using chalk than <laughs> sitting there for a, a fat minute and painting oh i a think burning it's buildings. Because, i think it's i guess it damages like public property hey, okay all right all right yeah makes sense makes sense also maybe at this point like banks knew what was up they're like if you see some random man with yeah. art materials yeah and honestly i just feel bad for the bank workers because all they want to do is get on with their lives you know they're, they're not the they're not the reason why the financial system has issues they're just the people who are trying to get by every day okay do y'all want to like listen to his voice like see see what i'm talking about yeah play a clip of his video Okay, I, I'm telling you, I I don't know if like this started out like, haha, my paintings, whatever. And then he was like, you know, let me like make a, a big deal about this. Let me just make a little caricature of my thoughts. What are we doing today, Al? We're going to go chalk. We're going to go right on the corner of Six and Figaro in front of the big chase tower there. And uh, we are going to engage in some... Um, passive disobedience uh, against the state. So we got our, we got our art supplies. We got, uh, it's going to be Chase. So we have Blue. Yes, I just, I'm waiting. Yeah, I just want to comment and say, he just sounds like, he just sounds like a middle school teacher who is do explaining you, his class what they're about to do. Do you know what, who he kind of looks like? Who? He who? looks like one of our english teachers from high school uh, of course classic yeah. yeah i think i know I who could... you're thinking about yes yeah. yes yes for context this what was, what was is... saying the socratic triangle <laughs> wasn't it called what was it called the socratic no it wasn't the socratic triangle it was the um like their the ethos pa- pathos ethos Matthew, logos, did you have but, him like, or did you like just have to deal with him no i had him okay yeah wait yeah, we also had him but like what crazy. was this triangle called i forgot the socratic okay. triangle no I'm pretty not, i'm pretty sure no it's not the socratic triangle i'm pretty sure it is i thought it was like something like theoretical but um it, i don't know if y'all can hear triangles equal illuminati he was part of the illuminati <laughs> That's what people joked about. Watch this this Alex Schaefer be his like cousin. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, he actually keeps a genealogy vlog, so he's in... our teacher? Yeah. Wow. I want to see this. Oh, so, there's so many levels to him. Yeah. But for for the uh audience, this uh this teacher was like how you would imagine like a crazy scientist version yes. of an English professor. So yeah. it was like crazy curly hair. He's like lanky, tall, wearing... He was in a rock band in like high school or something. He, yeah. he was? Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> he would always wear like a uh, button-up and a vest, but yeah. his cuffs would always be like unbuttoned. Yes. <laughs> so weird. Sort of slouched while walking and then... He always so had nice. like a smile, like... like- I know yeah. something you don't. Yeah. It's kind of freaky. Let's talk about the green light at the end of the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> or, all, all semester. Oh my gosh. Or with he loved uh Kurt Vonnegut. No, yeah, he loves Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah. yeah. He's like, but a tweet. What does that mean, guys? <laughs> Let's write an entire paper over one tweet. <laughs> But a tweet. Like we did that. <laughs> oh, I hope he's doing well. Anyway, I'm gonna 
push it to the end where he's like where it's being like power washed he's like getting arrested like thing that people could rally behind you know and i think that people need to see someone engaging in civil disobedience i mean there's going to be plenty of unemployed people in the near future that are going to have time and uh inclination to just say screw it screw it i'm doing this Yes. And then here's the, here's, here's the black screen of it saying, like, Alex was arrested and charged with misdemeanor. His bail set of uh, 1K. Now somebody's, like, power washing it. <laughs> I just want to, I, I don't know. It's a, Do it's a, this at the place where they're committing the crime. Inspirational. It's just sad that this managed to get less traction than Coney 2012. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember that, yeah. Yeah. Then this what? got less traction than Coney 2012. Coney, Do you not remember that? It was like... Martika, literally, you live under a rock. <laughs> Uh, 2012 all i remember big from that year besides us going into high school was um the world was about to end in december oh, yeah. and we held our christmas party that day <laughs> oh yeah and i had a bet with one of our friends that she would owe me five dollars if the world didn't end and i would owe her five if it did end how would you see her if it ended i know it was the best bet ever i like how proud you are <laughs> I got her good, guys. Yeah, I did. I did. Though I never got my $5. I felt bad taking it from her. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... You're a a woman with levels, too. Yeah. You know it. You feel bad about taking five bucks, but you want to see fire. Yeah, I think that's a normal impulse. (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe fire just motivates all mankind because that is how civilization started. Yeah, exactly. Well, you were there for that. You know, Vartika was there for that. I believe it. All right, Manchi, your pyromaniac tendencies are justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tika saw the first fire. She she knows how much how much it means for human society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. What happened? What happened to uh, Alex Schaefer? So after he, like, gets arrested, there the video just ends with him going, holding up, like, chalk and saying, do this at the place, they're committing crime. But you see what I mean, right? Like, his voice, like, are you serious? Are you, like, trying to be serious and funny? Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah, especially now that I, like, connected it to, like, our English teacher. Like, <laughs> it feels more like a conspiracy theory the more it goes on yeah uh His so long I- lost twin <laughs> stop they're cousins dude <laughs> oh my bad after this there's a wells fargo version that he posted on his blog on september 7th 2012 the post said alice schaefer and bankers behind bars productions continue with their chalk protest series of civil disobedience i hope you enjoy the wells fargo edition my friend Stefan, who was a cameraman for the protest, said he saw a private security flag down an LAPD cruiser, but for some reason, we can only theorize that the LAPD refused to engage us. Stay tuned for more and share the link however you can. In this continuation, he goes over what was the aftermath of what happened to him when he got arrested in the first video. He seems like really happy and proud of himself to like be back, <laughs> like not really like have to face uh that big of consequences so then after drawing the wells fargo logo he is able to write out everything bad that wells fargo does which is loan application fraud toxic mortgage-backed securities foreclosure fraud bid rigging insider trading front-running markets high frequency trading and money laundering so in this video he didn't get arrested but instead he got a few people to stop and look at what he made and talk to him Next, on a post from September 22, 2012, he says, I've made a few variations from the original Bankers Behind Bar stencil that are available for anyone to use. 
make stencils, make posters and signs, make t-shirts, make stickers. I only ask that you protest with them. They are both designed to fit a 8.5 by 11 paper, but someone with a little bit of Photoshop skill could easily make it bigger. So if you have a plotter, so if you have a plotter or can make screen prints, have at it. And it's a and it's a stencil of the Monopoly man behind bars. So what I'm hearing is that this is free real estate and uh, we can do a art drama llama version of this. Yeah, I actually think it is a very cool like shirt. Idea, so, right? Yeah, sure, idea. Yeah, it works well. And mm-hmm. also just the idea of the Monopoly man. I mean, a Monopoly is kind of seen as a bad thing in business. I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's related well, have you, to banks, have you kind played, of. So. Have you played Monopoly? Not with the real rules. My sister <laughs> and I have her own rules. How? What? Ma'am, my brother is obsessed with Monopoly. Like, whenever we have, like, family gatherings, he pulls it out and we all groan. <laughs> oh, yeah. My sister used to be obsessed with it, too. <laughs> I'm telling you, your brother, your brother, your sister and my brother are like the same person. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What was I going to say? But yeah, it's pretty smart that he's in the Monopoly Man because he's like, he's, I think, I'm pretty sure the Monopoly Man is like the bank guy, like the bank owner. He's Mm -hmm. like running away with a bag Mm -hmm. of money. Yeah. So after this post, it pretty much like, he doesn't really post about banks that much anymore. But he still, like, does these, like, weird protests about things. About banks or other things in general? Other other things, like, in general. And they're still, like, involved. It's still related to, like, money and, like, um, you know, people just not having access to money or being, like, preyed upon by yeah. people who have money. So it's still related to money, but it's not banks anymore. Okay. So my final thoughts on all this is that this man has a very complex relationship with money and banks because he had to probably actually face consequences and do shit because of the economy, economic bubble burst that happened in 2008 versus us, uh, on the other hand, that just kind of like vaguely lived through it because we were young and our parents handled it. So for him, this was his way of taking out his frustration in a fun but not destructive way. And circling back to our first April Fool's episode with Vartika's love, TJ. Here TJ. was a guy. Yeah. Wow, full circle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here was a guy who saw an opportunity for a creative outlet for something he had complex feelings about and he took it. So what are your thoughts? Okay. Honestly, I feel like after you kind of shared what he was trying to protest okay well let me first say something nice like he let me just say he definitely predicted the wells fargo problem that happened in 2018 with like the um making fake customer accounts and all that crap you know that happened with wells fargo so he was definitely ahead of the curve on that one by quite a bit so that's impressive um but i also think the rest of it like his protest platform is just not specific enough like yes wells fargo does do all the following like loan application fraud toxic mortgage-backed securities foreclosures front-running markets high frequency trading but all of those fall into different divisions of the bank so it's kind of weird in my opinion to be protesting it all at once in front of a commercial bank does that make sense? Like, it's it's just, like, protesting it where people deposit their money into the bank. Like, that's just weird because a lot of those things have no correlation to you going to the bank to deposit your money, right? Like, If like we high- somehow get him on the podcast, would you, like, interrogate him? Yeah, and I think, I mean, that's... <laughs> there was no hesitation. You're like, yeah, I'll fight him. <laughs> that was so, well, yeah, like- because I think that's my problem with a lot of protests it's that people I feel like people don't really understand the complexities behind the issue or how the industry works and they're protesting it like everyone's like oh the financial system sucks but it like it feels like a lot of people don't know why right or they don't know the specifics about how an industry works but they're trying to protest it and in my opinion that's not very effective like you shouldn't be going in front of a 
commercial bank to be protesting high frequency trading or front running markets because the people who are there don't do that crap like that's they're not the same it's like you're going to the hospital to protest the pharmacy it like doesn't make sense right or like you're you know like it's just there's they're not in the same division like it doesn't make sense to go and do that and that's my problem with this art platform it's just I don't think he has thought about things enough and thoroughly to have a legitimate protest. And I think like, I, I like, it kind of almost feels like the Banksy, like you just did this thing in order to make this statement. But if you dig into what you're trying to say, like it kind of falls apart, at least from my perspective. Wow. Snaps, snaps. I mean, this <laughs> is just my experience being in finance, so. I don't know for me things about like banks specifically it just goes over my head because I'm like I don't know when I'll have the money to actually care <laughs> about like where my money's going yeah yeah I mean but, but also- you make you make solid arguments though and I feel like that can apply to a lot of issues that like people are get very hot and bothered about yeah yeah I mean I think that's after I've taken public policy classes, like I've just come to realize that a lot of the issues, it's like, yeah, there are problems in the system, but every solution that anybody has offered from the protest movements is just kind of unfeasible, right? Like you're, they're never thought out fully, right? Either it's like, where's the money coming from? Like, are we gonna raise taxes in order to make this idea happen? Or like, what are the other repercussions? You know, it's just every, like everything, like, I feel like in general, the protest public thinks that, oh, this is an easy solution to this policy problem. But I feel like most people don't really see the complexities of the logistics of how it's going to happen. So, okay. I'm glad um, the logistics of this man's call to action has extinguished your, <laughs> pas- your flame of passion. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, I think his paintings are really eye-grabbing because I think they do make a very powerful statement on the finance. Wouldn't they look badass on a shirt though? They would look so cool on the shirt. I mean it's kind of like how Banksy's girl with a red balloon is so attention grabbing right but Mm -hmm. it's you know but like if you think further or like his dismal land right like if you think further about the message it's just kind of vapid or it's just like very general statements but Mm -hmm the initial art itself has a lot of impact and makes you think about it more, which I think is what is worth, you know, that's what is valuable about art. Entity? Sorry, I took a second to look up what his paintings look like. They're very realistic. I don't know what I was expecting. I was, I don't know, expecting like some slow building (laughs) that was on fire or something, but these are very detailed. Um, are you going to like check out like... his blog later? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Maybe okay. I've already checked it out. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I feel like Manchi thought of it so deep. I was just like, oh, it's cool that he tried protesting, but I don't think it really had an effect on it. It didn't really do anything, I feel like. Well, I'm telling you, like, I don't, like, here, here's the thing, too. You don't know if this man's being serious or not. You know? Yeah. Like, is, I mean, this, is, this, is this just, like, a fun thing he's doing, like, poking fun of, like, real issues? Like, mm-hmm. yes, these are my legitimate thoughts. Yes, I do. I would like some, like, a protest. But at the end of the day, I'd rather have humor with it. I feel like with that um, statement that you just made, you could ask Banksy the same thing, like, we're not talking to him (laughs) well you are talking to you are talking to banksy what are you talking about i thought we are you for real are you for real huh let me throw your little question at you are you for real (laughs) no okay here's the thing though banksy's brand is that he is for real versus this guy who's just like randomly painted a burning building one day and people went like crazy about it for a minute I honestly feel like he was just having fun with like whatever 
feelings he had about money and banking I think you're absolutely right like I think he had a lot of frustrations about the 08 crisis Mm -hmm. and it manifested into its heart and then he was like oh people like are taking this seriously so I need to make a protest platform you know it I wouldn't go that far but I would say that uh he he might have seen how people took some like I guess solace in him painting burning bangs he's all like all right let me let me continue this uh relief and make some silly documentary style videos yeah yeah it's true and I think that's like that's that's definitely worth Mm -hmm. you know like if that was his purpose but if his purpose was serious protest then I think he needs to rethink his platform all right let's find him 10 years later and be like sir are you oh my gosh he'd be like 50 now anyway oh my god really it's been 10 years i'm pretty i I think he was like 41 with all this oh my god (laughs) your face changed so much oh i mean we're talking about him being like 40 we're gonna be in our (laughs) mid-30s no no we're in our 20s right now He'd be in his 50s right now. Because I'm like, Manchi, let's go find him. Let's go restart this. Oh, I thought you meant like even more 10 years from no. like today, present day. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, it's been 10 years. Let's go find him. Be like, sir, are you ready to like try again 10 years later? Yeah. I mean, I wonder now that you say that, like, has he been protesting? There were a lot of protests that happened last year. And in his know, blog, yeah, the year, last. Has he been pro- protesting? It, it, in his blog, there um, the last thing he mentions about any type of protesting is in like 2014. 14. Okay. He has an Insta though. Should we tag him? Oh, we should tag him. I'm, I'm looking at it. He has like 20,000 followers. I actually feel like if I, I actually feel like he might listen to the podcast. We can get him in. You can fight him, Manchi. <laughs> I feel a little awkward, though. What happened to your fire? Yeah, there was no hesitation is- before. Yeah, but this is like almost a retiree, you know? Any final, any final, final thoughts, ladies? Was, was this episode, did they quench your thirst, your need to know about these paintings, Manchi? Yeah, honestly, I feel a little bit disappointed. I thought he would have a better statement, but they're still cool paintings. And I think they get a message across or they make you think about the financial system, which I think is at the end of the day, what is the most important. Yeah. I thought there'd be like a, like some tragic backstory, like mm. my, my house mortgage or yeah, my mom got screwed over by the bank or I lost my job and yeah. I just, I took to the streets and painted, but no, it seems like he randomly decided to do this one day. Yeah. It Some passerby like- noticed him and yeah, he made blogs about it. Yeah. Vartikanator. She wants TJ to come back. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> TJ, I miss you. Her one that true air- love. Yeah, oh that, our, that airport pretzel we shared. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I think it does uh, create a lot of thought and it gives a d- deeper meaning to, I don't know. I feel like most people would just look at his painting and be like, oh, cool, a bank on fire. But by talking about it, I feel like we've given it at least people who are listening to our podcast will be like, oh, there's a deeper meaning behind this. Or like, it'll prompt them to think about other things as well. Whereas, I don't know, maybe if they had seen it on their own, they might not have. I mean, or maybe I'm just not giving our listeners enough credit. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad he's like gaining popularity now. Well, not that he didn't back then. But he's come back to, like, the zeitgeist. Yep. Yeah, which is why I thought this was, like, 
maybe something that happened this year, but no, it was literally 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you say 10 years ago, it makes it feel like a bigger thing because the whole mm-hmm. protest thing, I I don't know, maybe it's just because it's there were a lot of protests last year that it feels like it would have been something that happened more recently, but yeah. Maybe it was like the butterfly effect. It all started because of this guy. <laughs> but there was a five-year gap between his last, or I guess six-year gap of, between his last post and then 2020. Indeed. All right. Okay. Manchi? Yeah, just a reminder, guys. This no, is... no, no, you're saying. Oh, oh, shoot. Are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> Are you fire real? Oh. Are you fire real? Okay. Fire do fast. Do, okay. Do you want me to do that again? Sure. Manchi, sign us off. Are you fire real? Yeah, that didn't land that way. Uh, I don't remember your <laughs> I don't remember your saying being going like that. Okay. Uh yes, I just had to I had to try it. But I'm gonna go with that's just so Schaefer, you know. Man, she I okay, listen, I'm not good at this. You're losing your spark. I'm losing my spark. I don't You're... know what to <laughs> That's so the financial industry. That's that's just so burning banks in Burbank. Dead silence. (laughs) I don't know. That phrase is really hard to, I don't know, spin off of. Yeah, he didn't give you much to work with. Yeah, there's there's not much. That's just so April Fool's pranks, you know? (laughs) she decided to just end it now (laughs) what is the thing say the last thing oh okay oh i i I not know that's what people were waiting for okay that's so block spot okay okay good one okay all right okay wait you should ask her again if she has anything (laughs) okay manchi sign us off you know that's just so block spot wait yeah all right guys Remember that this is the last last episode in our April Fool's series. Uh, we will be back in a couple months with season two. So hope to see you then. Well, with that, um, if you have any stories that you would like us to cover, email us at artdramalama at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Our Twitter handle is artdramalama. And on Instagram, where our handle is also art drama llama and we also have a patreon which is also art drama llama lastly thank you for joining us and we hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with y'all next time bye llamas bye okay but i was gonna add actual shredder noises